Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's sound? How's sound? Speed! Alright, guys. Alright, one take. Alright, mark it. Alright. Action! Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great. Movies, so join us, everybody, for the Film and You Win Show. Well, hello, everyone. How's it going? This is the Film and You Win Show. We got a great show for you today. We got some other great shows that are out there right now that I hope you are all listening to. Thank you for all the follows on Twitter, Friendster, Napster. It's been great. I'm so glad all of you are listening. And we got Showgirls that just released last week. We've had uh, Sugar and Spice. And we got a bunch of stuff. So come check it out. But today, you know, I'm Max. I'm with you most of the time. And I'm joined with two of my friends. They're from a show called Vodcast. So I almost got a little drunk on vodka just by going to say their names, but Juliet and Michelle, welcome. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Is this weird to not have a shot of vodka right now? Oh, I've had plenty. Okay, good. My blood is made of vodka at this point. Uh, There's a movie, not a show, a movie that is now hit 30 years old on March 31st. Yeah. I think you guys have seen a lot. We're, of course, uh, talking about the movie Heathers. Yes. How many times on average have you guys watched this movie uh, per year? On average, that's give, that's give me some tough. stats. Being being ladies in our early thirties, it's it's been quite a lot. Yeah, I'd I, say at least five times a year. Yeah, I would say that's probably about right. Probably. When's the first time you've oh, seen Heather's? Um, I actually was a raging Christian Slater fan. My girlfriends and I started um, a little club that. We would watch Christian Slater movies all the time. And this was when I was 14, 15-ish. So we would just, we watched that. We watched Pump Up the Volume. We watched Legend of the Billie Jean. So yeah, like about like 13, 14 was probably the first time I saw it. And then I brought it to my other friends. Okay, great. So you're, you know, kind of going by the math here. We're at like what, safe to say you've seen this like 75 times in your lifetime? Probably. At least. I don't know if that was a good math. Michelle, are you at that number? I, I'm pretty close. Or are you like 76? I, when I first saw the movie, I was about 9 or 10. Yeah. I got a confession. Um, for watching this for this podcast the other day, uh, that was officially my first time watching the movie all the way through. Wow. Which was shocking to me because um, I always, when talking with people, go, yeah, I've seen Heathers. You got the gist of it, and it's like, oh, this is entertaining. I should watch this whole thing. Oh, I've seen this whole thing. And then upon watching this, I don't remember anything from the beginning. So I think this was first my first official Heathers. First full Heathers watch. First time. So okay. I'm at like, you know, 1.5 times watching it, I guess. And you guys are at a good 75 average. <laughs> yeah. So. And I think it's hit this level. It's a cult classic mm-hmm. for sure at this point. Like yeah. there's a huge fan following to this movie, which makes it a, a cult classic. Yeah, it did horrible in the box offices. Uh, right. Yeah, pretty horrible, but it's one of those movies that, f- like like many movies have, have found their uh, sea legs yes. uh, upon people watching at home. And of course, uh, we watch this on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. It's available to stream. Um, yep. There's probably VHSs out there still. That people yeah, I have a Heathers. VHS and a DVD of it. Ditto. There's a big cult following for Heathers as well. Um, are there like, there's stuff that we've talked about before. Like there's 
Yeah, no, there was a musical that was off-Broadway, started in Los Angeles, uh, went to off-Broadway, did a pretty solid run in 2014, and then it went to um, this, like, off-West End run in London. And it actually, like, did pretty well. It looks Mm -hmm. pretty good. The music's on Spotify, probably iTunes. Sorry, have you seen it on off-Broadway? I've seen it on YouTube, which uh, is where you can currently watch it in full. Okay. Have you seen it on, on Off-Broadway? I just like saying that. On Off-Broadway? I have not. It, it kind of sucks if you're ever looking for any kind of, um, you know, like tchotchkes that are Heathers related when you're searching on Etsy or online. It's mm-hmm. always the musical stuff that comes up first. There was also an attempt at a TV show. It was basically like a retelling of Heathers. It was a reimagination. Um, the The goal of it was to make it an anthology. So it would be like a new high school every season. Um, and just the same recycled storyline? Same storyline of the Heathers, I, I guess. But it's not failed. like, I don't know if it's, I assume that there's murder involved. All the char- all the cast of characters are there. Uh, it's just a little revamp for, for now. Like um, Heather number one is kind of a heavy set girl, but she's just as mean, just as angry. And it was their way of showing like, you know, big girls can be bitches too. Interesting. Uh, there's definitely killing in it because we watched the trailer and we saw people That's die. That's right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. There's kill- Christina actually... works on that. Who? What? Christina, my best friend that's coming into town on Wednesday. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> In case you were wondering, Christina's coming to town. The town we speak of is Austin, Texas. Yeah, Christina she, Aguilera, right? She right. worked on, <laughs> she worked on the, the television show Heathers, and I remember she told me about it, and I was so jealous at first, and then when she gave me the cast, I was a little bit put off, I gotta say, because, yeah. you know, you are... You're familiar with the classic, and it's interesting to see these characters change so drastically. I understand with the times, but it was weird, man. Yeah. Well, you can watch the first three episodes for free on the Paramount Network website if you'd like. Have you guys watched the show? No. No. No? I'm waiting to hear all about it from Christina. (laughs) Aguilera. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, Heathers, it's been out for about 30 years now. Huge cult following. It has a musical based off of it. There was a TV show, although unsuccessful, that mm-hmm. was uh, a spin-off of it. Um, but here we are. We're about to do a film focus of the movie Heathers. Yes. A movie I've seen 1.5 times. Yes. And you both have seen 150 times collectively. Most likely. Including right. with the commentary. Yeah. I mean, should we be counting like the times that I've just watched clips randomly? I think we've established <laughs> you both have seen it really well. Uh, you've, you've got your bases covered. I, I mean, I you guys have something on the wall right we, now. We literally yeah. just want to prove that what experts is. we are. Yeah. Um, all right. This is going to be spoilers. Uh, a lot of spoilers about Heathers because yes. we're going to do the film focus and discuss it all. Uh, so... Why don't you go drink some Drano and... That's a spoiler right there. Um, and, corn nuts! And, Eat some corn uh, nuts! Listen to this show when you've you've only had 30 years to watch Heathers at this point. So, you know, maybe like watch it tomorrow. It's you free know? on Netflix, guys. It's free. It's free, free. Free, free, free. K Sarah Sarah. All right, let's do it. Let's do the film focus. Hey, hey, Hocus Pocus, it's the film focus. All right, so this is the film focus of Heather's. So, Juliet, um, just tell me a little bit about, like, what is Heather's? So, Heather's is, like, a dark high school comedy from the 80s. And it's got, like, almost this fairy tale esque scenery to it. Yeah, and it, it stars Winona Ryder and uh, Christian Slater and Shannon Doherty, um... It's a it's a high school click movie, uh, probably the first 
of all of these Mean Girl movies, but it's led by Winona Ryder, um, who plays Veronica, and then there's the three Heathers, one of which is actually Shannon Doherty in one of her first films. Gotcha. And all of them are named Heather. Yes, except for Winona Ryder, who is Veronica. Gotcha. What high school are we at? What's the setting? Like, what's the time frame? Kind of, where are we right now? So we're in uh, Sherwood, Ohio at Westerberg High. Take me into the very first scene. What, what is the first thing we see? We see the Heathers. Yeah, so the Heathers are, it's kind of a dream sequence. They're walking um, in the backyard playing croquet together. And it's Heather, Heather, and Heather. And they're in their colors. That sounds dope. It's lovely. And que sera, sera. A lot of croquet playing. A lot. Um, was that a thing back in the 80s? Late I mean, 80s? Was it like uh, play croquet people? with your girls? I guess like wealthy girls. So is this high school all rich people or is it just like we're just focusing no, on rich people? Because every are... character that we know about in this movie is rich. But they're popular. Yeah. And, well, and popular, but even JD is rich. You can be rich and not popular, but you can't. Be well, popular without well, being I know. rich. I under, I'm not talking about the popular part. I'm just talking about every character that we're introduced to in this movie is rich. And you meet a character like JD, you just assume, oh, well, yeah, he's kind of grunge. Well, you know, he's got a one-story house. But no, he's got a dad with a whole made gym in, in a living room. He's Big Bud Dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he owns a construction company. Yeah. I mean, it, it's focusing on the popular clique of this school. Of course, it's like Heather's. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're the queen's. Yeah. Of the school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this whole school is rich and yeah. very hazy. It's <laughs> very a very hazy school. It's a very hazy school, but not everybody is rich because they do this thing called a lunchtime poll. Mm-hmm. And during the lunchtime poll, you get to see all the different uh, demographics yeah. of the school. The ones that they focus on are the rich ones because they're the easiest to mm-hmm. make fun of. Well, and it's also because those are the ones that they normally talk to. And then mm-hmm. Veronica convinces her to talk to the scum of the school. Yeah. Did you guys ever but, have lunchtime polls? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Obviously, I started a lunchtime poll after oh seeing gosh. this movie on Yahoo chat rooms. Did you have a lunchtime poll before this movie? Or no. Is, no. Okay. <laughs> because I was... You were a child. Two. So it, do you guys remember? So what was the poll question? You win $5, or $5 million dollars five million. There you go. The same day that aliens land on the earth and say so they're, they're going to blow, blow up the world in two, in two days. days. Um, yeah, which is a pretty ridiculous question. So, Max, what would you do? <laughs> I don't know. I actually kind of thought about this. I don't know if I would just have JD's answer. Like, that's a ridiculously stupid question. Right. Um, if if I was re- to receive $5 million, but the same day I find out aliens are invading, I don't know. I don't you have know two days do. before they blow right. it up. I mean, you're probably so you can't not really build anything. Yeah. So essentially, the, scenar- <laughs> the scenario is, is that I have... Five million dollars, but two days to spend it. Mm-hmm. Is that the whole idea? I guess. They're just like, what do you do with the money? Why don't you just mm-hmm. buy a plane and leave, and then buy a rocket work? ship? Well, yeah, I mean, but aliens I are landing on Earth. I'm pretty sure rocket ships are more than five million dollars. Like LeBron James is worth At like a hundred million. So oh. I, I see, but <laughs> I, a human. Yes, so. you do bring up a good question here, Max. If <laughs> you get into an airplane because they're blowing up the world. Mm-hmm. 
how would that work if you're in an airplane and they blow up the well, world? I assume they're blowing up the world and the world's atmosphere, which right. the airplane flies in the atmosphere. Correct. The so they ship outside. So the the plane would be destroyed when they blow up the world. But what if they just blow up the topical world? So here you are floating around in this airplane, and the world is just blown up, and there's nothing left but rubble, and you just slowly land. Right. So you need more clarification. In Absolutely. Your I'm, I'm more of a Betty Finn, where I'm like, let's oh, throw Betty. the end of the world get together. Oh, yeah. can I just say something though? There is a very popular movie from 1996 called um, ID4, otherwise known as Independence Day. And we did see when aliens invade and blow up the world, or at least like Los Angeles and parts of the world, uh, Bill Pullman successfully leaves on Air Force One. Right, but they so, were blowing you know, up buildings. Well, that was the world though. I mean, And they were able to destroy the, the spaceships. Part. Yeah. So Again, I'm just saying get in a plane and get yeah, in a plane see, until you can you. figure out what to do after these aliens are done. Boom. I think right. that Heather Chandler really needs to work on her lunchtime polls <laughs> right? because there's just too many questions and not well, enough she answers. Can't anymore. Yeah. All right. So we're in the cafeteria. Lunchtime polls are getting tossed around, you know, the $5 million question. But of course, we're introduced to our main character, Winona Ryder, uh, Veronica. Yes. Um, is she kind of like the reluctant friend of the Heather's clique? They said she could have skipped ahead of grade because she's super smart, but her parents wanted her to be social, uh, so they kept her. So she's actually like way smarter than everybody. She's and, got a very high IQ. She yeah, mentions it a lot. Yeah, you just have to kind of be in the mind of a 16-year-old girl and just say, well, I think being popular and shit is more important. And that's pretty much what happened. She used yeah. to be best friends with Betty Finn. She was the smart girl. And then she had a chance with Heather Chandler to become popular. And she realized that it could work to her advantage and it makes social, you know, things in high school a little bit easier for her. So she jumped on the bandwagon and became popular. They're essentially treating like the Heathers like they're like how some girls treat sororities and guys treat like like frat houses in college of like, oh, this mm-hmm. could help me, you know. Yeah. In the future, like with new jobs yeah. and stuff, but except like it's just right. these three mean girls. Yeah. It's the original mean girls. Yeah. And if you notice in the opening um, letter writing scene um, in the cafeteria when they're writing, writing that letter for Martha, they all seem to have like roles. Like Heather Chandler is the, the evil brains behind it. Heather Duke like bends over so she can write on her back. Uh, Veronica has the matching handwriting that she can imitate anyone. And then um, Heather McNamara... Uh, is able to sneak this letter onto her lunch tray without being detected. So everybody has their roles, their jobs in the Heathers. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and they don't get paid. Though. No, well, they get paid in... <laughs> they get paid in popularity. Puke, puke. Um, yeah, we also know that Heather Duke is uh, bulimic. Um, yeah. We know that... Bulimia you know, Heather... is so 87. Know. We know that. <laughs> we know that Heather Chandler is the nicest person you'll ever meet. Um <laughs> Not really. No. Um, and then we meet JD in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. That's um, the moment of my life. Oh my God, so that was such a great scene. JD is played by Christian Slater. Um, he's super young. Winona Ryder had like Beetlejuice under mm-hmm. her belt. She was kind of growing into her own. But Christian Slater, this is kind of his sort this of was d- career defining role, would say. right? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he kind of gets casted as his character a few more times. Yeah. Um, also doing a really good like Jack Nicholson impersonation. Which he said that's who that he studied in order yeah. to yeah. do this role. It, yeah. well, he apparently wrote too. him a letter too. Oh, I, wow. I did I did read about that too, but uh it's funny because when you like the way he's acting, it's just like this just kind of like a weird version of Jack Nicholson. And and, and yeah. not in a bad way, it's just the squinting. 
It's just so much squinting. It's the delivery of the voice, too. Well, the thing is, uh, you you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For me, I mean, it's a great character, but he's kind of just that walking cliche. You know, Mm -hmm. he's read really deep books. He drinks some tequila. You know what I mean? He's just like this high schooler that just kind of like anything cool. What did he also say? Like for the five million dollar question, he said, he, he "I'll probably stroll go out with a bottle of tequila." And my out to the, no, out to a cabin. <laughs> yeah, out to a cabin, and then he says, "I'll listen to some Bach." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're just so fucking cool, dude. Like, yep. I don't know. Like, that's why his name is Jason Dean, right? Because he's like James Dean. Yeah, 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 exactly. I just thought it's you know, if you're new to this movie, you're just kind of like. That is just like the biggest mm-hmm. like cliche thing ever. And then you just watch this movie for a while. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get No, everything's a cliche. Every, well, everything's an exaggerated cliche, yeah. which is great because mm-hmm. there's consistency there. But at mm-hmm. first, like, I just listen to Bach. I'm like, oh, wow. You're so hip, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're too cool for everything. Um, yeah. So he that's how he answers this question. Mm-hmm. And then he the two jocks come up to him. Curtain Ram. That's my uh, favorite. Kurt and Ram. And, you know, they uh, they, they kind of like taunt him a little bit. Yeah. Um, call him some names. Kind of call him, um, ask if he's gay, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, and what is JD's response? Anybody? I mean, he pulls out the gun or... Well, or I mean, first of all, they stuck their fingers in his sandwich. Uh, it was a pie. <laughs> or pie. Yeah. yeah. You just don't do that. Yeah. That is true. And they were throwing around the F word. Mm-hmm. Back then was a word that people used very loosely. Yeah. As an insult. And Absolutely. I, I apologize for glossing over the pie part. Uh, <laughs> I was just kind of getting. That was, I think that's a really important part because nobody sticks <laughs> their fingers in your pie. Like that's really gross. Like where have those like, fingers been? eat that? Yeah. What if, Rude. Yeah. What if he wasn't going to eat that though? Right. What if he's like, actually like, was gonna still, he out. made a mess. Be like, whatever. I also don't understand people like fingering other people's food as like an mm-hmm. uh, insult. Well, right? this is actually a prequel to American Pie. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> the scene out where they both fucked the tiny There's pie. There's probably some strange world where that's where they got the idea from. Probably. Um, no, just to be a bully and then stick your yeah. hands in food. You gotta wash your mm-hmm. hands now, dude. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, I know that didn't hurt me. I wasn't gonna eat that nasty mm-hmm. yeah. cafeteria pie. So of course I just wanted to get to the part that he pulls out a gun in school. Obviously, when you're saying which party talk, I'm like, yeah, when he pulls out a gun. That That's part. fine. It was it was blanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It was just blanks. Um, he pulls out a gun and points it at both of them in the cafeteria. I'm sorry, in the calf. And uh, fires off the gun. Yeah. And we just kind of jump cut. So at first I was like, holy shit, did he just kill them? Uh, but no, you're right. They were just blanks. Yeah. Um, still, just, you know, just for the record, um, shooting off blanks that close to someone's face is not safe still. No, um, you will still hurt someone with that. Yeah. Um, and I feel really bad for the dude that was sleeping right next to JD. <laughs> because true. can you imagine like waking up to the sounds of two gunshots going mm-hmm. off that close to your sleeping head? Yeah, exactly. what if that was his pie? Too. Wow. What if he was just taking a nap before he ate some pie? Yeah, you know Why what? have Ram we not done Heather's part two, guy sleeping in a pie? Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to capitalize on this. Maybe I think there's a lot the, of money to be made. Maybe it's in the musical. Yeah. It's, on, it's on the B-sides. Maybe there's the pie Don't guy. touch my pie. <laughs> um, so he only gets a week's like, long suspension for this. He gets suspended for, for a week or something. A week or something. Uh, why aren't you expelled from school? You fired a gun off they in the cafeteria. Blanks. That's it's my favorite. That was her the, response. Yeah, she's They're fine. blanks. 
Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Maybe all he did was ruin a few pairs of pants. Exactly. Can you bleach out urine stains? Oh, <laughs> Veronica Sawyer quote for the win. Um, I, I'm just still on that JD should just be kicked out of school. And honestly, I don't think this movie changes if he gets kicked out of school. So It was his first offense, though. I mean, he <laughs> oh, just started okay. there. No. For, the, for the record, if you fire blanks off at someone in the calf, it's, it's okay for a first offense. But, but yes, don't fire blanks ever. at the person ever. <laughs> No. Unless Even, they deserve it. No, we need to make it clear on this show, we are not saying it's ever a good idea to fire blanks off at a person here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another croquet match where they're discussing, uh, oh my God, JD did this. Uh, girls are loving to play uh, croquet again. Yes. Um, I also noticed that the girls have like a color scheme. Yes. Um, so they all have like their their certain color balls color. that they mm-hmm. use. And, one and that's was, what they wear. Because uh, doesn't like uh, Heather Chandler... So like I'm always red, yes. and like knocks uh, the girls like turquoise ball or green, green. Or something. So Heather Chandler is red. That's Heather okay. number one. Heather number two is Heather McNamara, the tall blonde one. She's yellow. Heather number three is Heather Duke, who is green, and then Veronica is blue. And if you notice, all of their homes are also yes. dressed in that color. I didn't get that deep with it, but that is very interesting. Yeah, and Heather's car, Heather Chandler's red car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of it. It's very, I love the color coordination for mm-hmm. each of the characters. Yeah. It's a nice attention to detail. And what we know is like red is evil, yeah. right? Red's kind of associated with evil. But then mm-hmm. what about the other colors? Well, green is envious. Green and is envious. She wants to be Heather Chandler. That Yellow is sense. a coward. Mm. Yeah. Yellow belly. And Veronica's like blue. Yeah. She's supposed to be, uh, she's sad. Sad, but also kind of like, which is true. She is the deep like, one. Isn't blue kind of like hopeful as well, sort of? Maybe. Or... It's the color of the ocean. I don't know. Oh. She's it oceanic. Is. She's... <laughs> <laughs> she's meant to be in the ocean. Um, after some croquet, uh, Veronica meets uh, the newly uh, suspended, not mm-hmm. expelled, uh, JD. Gets her a slushie mm-hmm. and some corn nuts. Yeah. And BQ or plain. BQ! I've only watched this one and a half times. Um, <laughs> and they're kind of forming, uh, they're kind of flirtatious uh, bond, sort yeah. of. Uh, the, the kind of She's intrigued by him. JD's intrigued by her. But also he's just so, so hip, you know? He is. He's I mean, super hip. He's so cute. He has that line when he's in the convenience store with her. Remember? Like, there's a snack shack in yep. every place we go. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just so... Uh, whatever. Worldly. Well, that's when we find that he's been all over because he, mm-hmm. like, his dad's in the demolition business. You know, I've been in Vegas. I've been in all these places. Baton you know. Rouge. But the Snack Shacks are always the same. Isn't it called Snack Shack? I think. Yeah. Snappy he, Snack Shack. There you go. That about, was always like, hard for me to say. You could always get a Turbo Dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, Snack on a Turbo Dog and a Cherry Slushie. It's interesting. I bet he's so, he's so like, hipster. Like, the gun he used was, like, a special kind of, like, model or something. That, yeah. like, you know, did he actually get into that? Or... Well, he got into the bullets a little later. later. He gets we'll talk bullet. about that But those later. are more of the bullets. I'm just... But you still look at the gun. It's not your stereotypical handgun. If you notice how oh, yeah. long the barrel is, it's very, very front-heavy, which is a, yeah, isn't something you're casually... Like hanging out with it's yeah. definitely a hipster gun all right the ultimate hipster so jd's a hipster veronica's in though she's intrigued by this mystery mm-hmm. man well, she wears a um, monocle so Ver- <laughs> yeah <laughs> veronica is 
essentially just she doesn't like her friends she's sick of her friends but it's just kind of a job that mm-hmm. she and like a role she has to play out mm-hmm. um yes she has this diary that she writes in um starts with dear diary all the yes. time and she's kind of just expressing her feelings and she wears a monocle mm-hmm. so what's going on with the monocle again it's that hipster smarty pants look that she has i just so well, we should we should talk how about how many monocles does she have though she just has the one are you sure the one does she have a monocle with like that's like a sunglass maybe maybe she, she should she has a sunglass monocle she's writing in her diary on a sunny day right oh, i need my sunglasses monocle. maybe they're polarized or not transition maybe it's a transitional, oh, transitional monocle. monocle interesting yeah. so she doesn't need to that's true that's true we're talking about the scene where veronica's recapping what happened at the remington party and it's kind of cut back and forth with the actual events of the remington party and then her also writing about it and sort of narrating it a little bit so this is the big party that was veronica's first college party that heather was taking her to for her first chance um and basically well literally told her if you blow it you're not hanging out with us anymore. So you got to be cool at this party. Lots riding on this it's party. Keggers for kids. It's all next year. Keggers for kids? Keggers for kids all next year. And um, she blows it. I really do like uh, this sequence and many sequences in the movie of just um, how it's edited together, uh, the style that it's told. Basically, we have our diary recapping the party while we're watching the party mm-hmm. happen. And it's kind of a fun montage. Um, some kind of highlights from the party. Um, she's puking. Uh, she yeah. gets in a fight with Heather. Well, so Heather, so there's two guys that they're going to meet, and Heather Chandler is um, meeting up with the one guy, and he brings her out to the car to give him a blowjay, um, and then Heather's supposed to hook up with the other one, but she's not interested in him, so she's kind of pushing away this obvious future date rapist, um, and she storms out, goes outside drunk, and just continues to drink, and she uh, confronts her about blowing off that dude that she was supposed to talk to, her hook up with. Um, and then they have their big classic fight outside. They do. Yeah. Anything else that we missed from the party? Well, I just wanted to comment on my favorite thing. Two favorite things from the party scene that I think should be talked about because they are fantastic and they still hold up over all these years. The one when he, the one guy is talking to the girl and he's like, oh, you know, I'm so glad you're not in college because it's so, you know, annoying to have to always ask what's your major. And then it's like quiet for a second. And then he realizes he has nothing else to talk about. So then he's like, so like, if you ever go to college, what do you think your major is going to be? Because he's that like one dimensional of a yes. character. And I just love that character development that they do because they only have so little right. time to do it. And then later on when she's giving her speech. when G blank. Yeah. She's like, I have a speech prepared for men like you that want me to go a little bit further than I want to go. And it goes, dear blank, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I'm just trying to get laid. And then she gets mad and she storms out. And I just, I love that way of quick storytelling where you're Mm -hmm. not really using a lot of words, but you're getting to the point pretty quickly. And it's hilarious. And the color in that whole scene too. Mm -hmm. Everything's great. And then they have their, their big fight um, that I think is like the most quoted Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I love the iconic scene too with the guy in the in the armchair. Remember from the eighties oh, yeah. when he's being blown away by the speakers, yeah. and that's what they use as a scene to show that she just gave a blowjob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when she Great spits, storytelling. The, she spits oh, it yeah. out at herself. Yeah. Was Which it? I didn't understand that when I first watched it. Ditto. Took yeah. me until high school to get that one. Exactly. I, I didn't, didn't understand, understand that it was a blowjob. I watched it the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, overall, like the the aesthetic of this party just felt very like real, and it's just it was it was interesting of just how showing we're just kind of stuck, but also the time frame that they're in. Like you discussed, like the people just discussing their major. It was it was this movie overall is just very interesting take on it's like a coming of age high school kind of journey, but with a very weird dark twist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dark and satirical. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so the morning after. Well, actually, it was that evening of the party. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Home. Okay, yeah. So she came home. I forgot. Another croquet scene we have to talk about. I forgot. <laughs> Always croquet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so she's Three writing Three croquet scenes diary. in 25 minutes. It's a good yeah. transition, though. It shows a new scene is starting. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's writing her diary and just gets so enraged after she finishes telling her book her story that she just hurls it across the room as Christian Slater is going through her bedroom window, which is every girl's dream in high school, right? Was it really your dream for a dude to come through your bedroom window? Yes, it started with yeah. like Clarissa explains it all. You want Absolutely. your like boy best friend to come Sean. through your window, and then when you get like Sam, his real name was Sean in real life. Yes, nobody cares. What his <laughs> real name is he's Sam. Wait, what? <laughs> His real name was Sean. Regardless, now. let's get back on book here. All right. So, but yes, who's want, coming through a window now? You want a boy to like come through your window. That's why. Come to my I was just about to say there's a whole song about it. All right. Well, I guess I, I guess I was doing high school wrong. I usually yeah. came through the front door. No. Because all the parents liked me. That's, yeah. That's, see, see, that was the problem right there. Yep. No. All right. So yeah, and then they. He's just like, do you want to play some croquet? What's up? I saw the croquet set up in the back. <laughs> but uh, game. it's not a normal game of croquet, is no, it? No, because there's undie pants everywhere. It's called strip croquet because that's what rich people play. Yeah. <laughs> which was her idea, which the 16-year-old yeah. girl was like, I'm so bored with regular sex. Let's just like play strip croquet. She yeah. is smarter than like, the average bear. But hang on. Do you know it's how slutty. boring strip cro- croquet really would be, though? It's not like, you know, you know what I mean? There is a lot of time between each ball going That's through. True. I think there's a reason they didn't show us the strip right. croquet. Because we get a good jump cut and they've already stripped. Yeah. And, yeah. and they've, they've already, already croqueted. They've croqueted all over each other. They smacked croquet balls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which this scene has one of my least favorite quotes in the entire movie. Because she says boning. Oh, and yeah. just boning sounds so abnormal for boning her to say. Boning away. Boning away. <laughs> like it just seems it just seems so alien coming from her mouth. It's weird. I don't like it. They should have rephrased that. Maybe. Um, how did he know where she lived? He's J D. You just He's knew? Jason Dean, dude. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a small town. It's fucking yeah. Westerberg High in yeah, Sherwood, Ohio. Ohio. Oh, okay. All right. I'll let you I know where you live. <laughs> well, yeah, we invite you over. <laughs> Um, but I knew before you invited me. This is pre-GPS. Um, <laughs> hey, I was just looking for a good game of croquet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's the croquet You went to the first house that had croquet set up in the back. Right. Like, oh, they have a teenage uh, girl that lives in that room. <laughs> so they uh, have they have boned. Um, they have... Uh, made love. They have made love in the oh, backyard. That's even worse. Backyard of their house. They boned. Is there anything to really take away from their conversation? I mean, they're connecting, and then at the end of it, she says, you know, basically, I'm about to go to school, and I have to kick, I have to kiss Heather Chandler's ass, um, or I'm going to be a loser for another year. 
Um, and she said, but before I go and kiss her ass, I want to watch her puke her guts out. And he said, okay, let's do that. Yeah, and I don't know if it was in this scene or during the, the slushy scene, but she also has like a really interesting line where she says, I really hate my friends. He says, I don't like your friends and, either. And yeah, and he says, I don't like your friends either, which is, you know, it's slight foreshadowing of the, the following events that are going to happen throughout this movie. But it's just kind of always just interesting take of to have, call them your friends, but you don't like them. Right. But that's and, high school. Yeah. Well, um, it's to some. Um, I, I liked Not my friends. Popular. <laughs> no, I wasn't just popular. I was really popular. But, um, the but friends... you liked your friends? Yeah, I liked my he friends. Still talks to his I still talk to my friends. He's... We know his friends. Oh, that's... Probably... oh, that's right. We do. That's weird. <laughs> Is that okay? I don't know. I, that's, I don't think it's okay. <laughs> For the record, I didn't try murdering my friends. I liked them. Yeah, well, tomato, tomato. It didn't matter Different what lives. color ball. <laughs> yeah. We played croquet all the time. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I guess. I didn't share the same high school experiences that you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you guys are firing blanks at me. Also, this is a, a female-driven movie. <laughs> yes. Which females are much more evil than oh, males yeah. as friends. I get it. Yeah. I went to high school. You There's no mean guys. You guys just blindly friend each other. You're like, yeah. we are friends and we like well, each other. We're not blindly. You like just... blue? I like blue. Let's be friends. I think guys can bond in a very more simple, interesting way, whereas girls there's a little bit more complexity to it. It's called depth. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's just, just a, kidding. you know, it's like Avril Lavigne. Why do you got to make things so complicated? You know? <laughs> That's what that song was about. That's true. All right. We got off subject here. Um, all right. Roll credits. No. <laughs> so, so she wants to see her puke her guts out. Yeah, because so. she's just upset. So this is her comeback. She's going to be hungover. Let's go to mm-hmm. her house and let's make her puke. Yeah. So how do you feel about this? Because this is something I've always found interesting, that they bone away. And I guess they stay the night together before it's basically dawn because she's supposed to go to church, but she skips out and she does that all the time. Yeah, so it was like but Saturday But she night. brings him yeah. over. Do you think this is weird? Yeah. I always thought it was so weird because she's known him for now, what, but it's a few teen, hours? It's teen love. You, you, you yeah, so she brings him to her friend's house, and then she doesn't expect anything to go wrong. I mean, come on. Well, she, yeah. He said Drano. Yeah, he's going to no, no, make her puke. I, I'm 100% behind you, Michelle, because mm-hmm. um, there is this moment of he's just the new kid to school. It's not like we've known each other through middle school and high school. But he's, he's kind so of, cute. Cool. Um, I'm with Veronica on this one. Yeah. Like, come with me. No, no. But this is a good point because of what does end up happening. Yeah. Can you really trust him? And also, I don't know if this is also what you're talking about, but they're sleeping in the backyard for the rest of the night. Is that what they did? I mean, he snuck into the the window pretty easily. So they might have snuck into her room. We can talk about her parents later, um, maybe in the gems. But uh, their parents are pretty oblivious to anything going on. Yeah. So I, I love I think, her parents. I do. <laughs> what I'd love to discuss, though, is this plan of going to Heather's house. They were trying to come up with a, a cocktail or a concoction. Something to make her puke. Milk and orange juice. Puke. Yeah. Milk and orange juice. Does that actually make you puke? It no. sounds pretty gross. No, because I've had I've drinks. had milk and orange juice for breakfast, not together, but... I've had have, cocktails you know. that have um, an alcohol in them, and then you add orange juice and then a splash of milk. It makes like a creamsicle. They're really good. <laughs> I would have puked. So um, I'm the Heather Chandler in this yeah. situation. So uh, they're, they're, they just snuck into her kitchen. Like the yeah, back door was just open. the sliding door is open. Um, 
parents aren't home. They're um, at church. They're at church. Or a weekend but... trip to grandma's. There we go. That's what it is. Gotcha. Thank you. So he jokes about the Drano. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no, are you serious? No. That like, stuff will kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's going to kill her. And But then he pours it into a cup in front of her. And he said, well, because she says, besides, she would never drink something that looks like that. And so he's like, well, we put it in here so she can't see it. Because she's not going to open the lid and look at it before she drinks it. Mm-hmm. Why isn't she not like suspecting what, what's going on with this dude? He wants to pour Drano in a cup and he's pouring it and he's kind of pushing this uh, subject of, oh, let's have her drink this. Right. He's pushing the subject of murder. But we all know that Veronica secretly wants this, mm-hmm. which is why she's just kind of turning a blind eye because it won't be her fault if it happens, but it'll make her happy that it right. happens. She's too so, smart. Right. We get into that. Like the, I think that's why she ultimately brought him with her because she probably knew he was evil, but she just didn't want to admit it yet. Right. Well, he wears a black trench I coat. I think Veronica's not the type that actually wants to kill somebody. I think in like maybe a metaphorical sense of like, God, I just wish she would be dead. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't strike me as the person that would actually want to kill somebody. Hence why she goes, are you serious? No. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but then she thinks that she was bringing the orange juice. Exactly. But then he poured it into one cup and then she comes over there and then pours it into this one. But then she grabs the wrong cup and then he doesn't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's up for debate if she secretly did want this because of what happens afterwards. But at the same time, I just, it was kind of very being careless, I guess. I always thought it was kind of interesting that he almost stopped her because that's out of character for him. Agreed, because he tried to correct her. He was like, like, wait, and she's like, huh? It's just really out of character for him to stop her. Yeah. For the character that we know that he is going to be. Right. Right, right. And that this was his plan with the Drano. Like, if he was oblivious to the whole, like, oh, it's not going to kill her, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But... He knows it's going to kill her, and he almost stopped it. It was a little weird for him. Yeah. So let's, let's get into Heather Chandler's room then. They, they give her the drink. She wakes Red. up. Um, she drinks it because he challenges her, I guess. Just yeah. says, She says, I wouldn't drink this. And he's like, oh, well, I didn't think you could handle this. That was and too intense for you. It's very uh, Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Of, like, Are you uh, trying to call me chicken? <laughs> also, can I just say that still, I've never I would looked not like that drink- hungover ever in my life. Oh, of course. And that's what they were trying to portray. Yeah. Like she had the beautiful red scrunchie. She had yeah. slippers on for God's sake. No. She was sleeping she in satin like slippers. Angel. Well, no, yeah. not even that, but she had like red rose petals all over the place, like in her bed. Like She didn't have red rose petals in her bed. There's some red. I think it was the comforter, the like design yeah. of it. Oh, like, okay. Well, yeah. when I first... And she had the red scrunchie that just so uh-huh. carelessly fell out of her hair. When I saw when she, she had to like, do it for like essentially sleeping Billy. Oh, sleeping Billy. <laughs> I love sleeping Billy. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. Sleeping Billy. <laughs> That's not uh, no, I was gonna say uh, Sleeping Beauty, not Sleeping yeah. Billy. And uh, yeah, new idea. I just thought she had flowers all over. I'm like, man, I do not wake up. My hangovers are washcloth over my face, and my eyes are bloodshot. And I'm somebody's just... favoring pancakes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd be like pancakes, uh, but no, not Heather Chandler. She's like, hello. Why are you in my room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, also this guy that you've, like, never spoken to other than to, like, roll your eyes at him and, like, give him an evil glare is in your bedroom. Right. Quelle surprise. Yeah, she drinks it. She dies. Beautiful oh death. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a great death. Crash. She crashes through this glass table. Just and, killed my best friend. Uh, Veronica's like, And your what worst if... enemy. Same difference. Veronica's like, what have we done? I'm going to have to write my college... Letter to Stanford from San Quinto. 
No, it's I'm so going to have to send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead uh, of Harvard. God. Stanford. Stanford. Damn it. Both of you. Oy. Listen, this is not a competition. It's but I, I do love, I love that line that she gives because it is such a real reaction. Like, you just murdered your best friend. Right. And she's like, oh my God, is this real life? Um, no. So JD decides, hey, you know, we, we killed her. But we can't get in trouble if it's a suicide. Mm-hmm. And since Veronica can match the handwriting of Heather... Of anyone. Of anyone. She's just really good uh, ghostwriter. She's also an artist. Um, totally. They make it look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you would have done or you could just call the cops? I feel like I would probably do the suicide route. I would route. go the suicide yeah. route. I don't know about the myriad part. I think yeah. that's a little too uh, too much. It's too much. But, but yeah, I would definitely try to figure out how to do the suicide thing. But I would get super caught because mm-hmm. not... That's smart. I'd, I'd probably just not go to her house at all and just play some croquet. Oh, Max, I'm nice. I but, have uh, friends in then we want, school. Then we want to have a movie because right. now yeah. Heather is de- Heather uh, Chandler. Chandler. The, the suicide has a, kind of a reverse effect. So now because a popular girl who everybody thought had the world at her fingertips killed herself and turns out to be unhappy for a myriad of reasons... It suddenly gave her depth. And now everybody in school is talking about her. And it completely backfired for Mm -hmm. them. And I keep bringing up the myriad part. But it's my favorite because that's the the word that she missed on her vocabulary test. I was going to say vocab test because that's what they called it back then. Did you miss the word vocabulary in your vocabulary? Apparently. (laughs) I'm an artist, all right? Words are hard. I uh, I draw. I I do love these... uh, well, we'll end up being reoccurring sequences with like essentially kind of the teachers mm-hmm. all together around the the, the table, essentially mm-hmm. discussing uh, the events happening in the school, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of this kind of ridiculous moment where some are like, "I really liked uh, you know certain words that she used," yeah. or uh, like commenting on how well the suicide note was written, and right. like other teachers are just like, "Well, but she was so popular, right?" You know? And this and just... is also when we get to know Pauline Fleming, the uh, guidance counselor, who's a hippie and she's all into like oh let's let's embrace this and teach our mm-hmm. children new things and blah, blah blah and the principal's like no she's not even the cheerleader i don't care <laughs> i love on. that they're all sitting around the table smoking cigarettes yeah. and they're like well, wait is this heather the cheerleader <laughs> no that's heather mcnamara and like damn it i was willing to give a day for a cheerleader because <laughs> yeah. they're discussing if they should call off right. the day for people right. to mourn yeah. and then you have people in these different classes, the class that um, Veronica Sawyer is in, and mm-hmm. they're going around and they're discussing how they feel about her suicide. And then you have Homeboy over there just like, well, you know, at first I thought she said no to me because I wasn't cool enough. She and now I realize she was just unhappy with her own life. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Was, that, that was an LOL moment for me. Uh, it's just how he delivers it. Uh-huh. So just kind of vain yeah. and airheady. And then she goes, so sure. and she, something like just, but not well, to get more you. of it, that's but that's good. kind of what happens when somebody dies mm-hmm. is and you see it on Facebook a lot too. Like everyone will like talk about how they sort of know that person. Like, oh, I remember in fifth grade, she let me borrow a pencil this one day. Well, what a great girl. Like you, 
yeah. talk to her. Okay, so <laughs> it does go down that way, but in the sense of how he delivers that, it's oh, yeah. more about him just reassuring that, oh, he's still very dateable. Oh, yeah. I don't think people go that length on <laughs> well, that that we've witnessed. I also just like that she's passing around this suicide note. Yeah, she's like, I have um, her notes. As if it's like uh, some literature to read in class. Yeah. Uh, it's totally fine. They were going to put it in the yearbook. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I do love that they have a new layout uh, set up. Um, So it's just getting ridiculous, you know, and it's great. I mean, it's all fun. It's just the whole, like, we got to have a layout for this. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, we have to mention how it's affecting the Heathers. Well, so, yeah, um, Shannon Dudadry, she's she's eating again. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the other Heather's name? McNamara. McNamara. Um, you can call her Yellow Heather if you want. Yellow Heather. Um, she. I don't even know what she's doing, honestly. She was going through Heather's uh, gym locker. Gotcha. And taking her stuff that she wanted. And yeah. Veronica's taking a shower with her clothes on. Well, I think she's starting to feel a little guilty a little bit still. Oh, totally. Like, I think, yeah, I think she's, that's what, that's still why my argument that she never really wanted to kill anybody. I, so I have a different interpretation of this scene. Okay. I feel like she's more pissed off at how the reaction is to her death than the mm-hmm. actual death itself. Got it. Because think, yeah. it seems like you see her when she's breaking down, it's always because you cut off one Heather's head and another mm-hmm. one grows kind of situation. Yeah. And this is this is true. I think it's a combination of many things. I think mm-hmm. there is guilt of like, you know, I killed her, you know, some people are upset about it, but other people are, kind of, it's just kind of ridiculous because I think that later works out when it's her and JD watching the news mm-hmm. and uh like heather dukes on like five different channels and it's more less the stuff you're talking about on facebook of people talking about how they knew her she was so popular like she's you so gloss great. over the negative we, um, we, we wore the same size yeah and jd does said like she's pop more popular now than mm-hmm. she was before more popular than ever um and then of course that's when the dad shows up on and <laughs> I don't know why. This is my favorite scene. Their shtick, like, with the whole, Calls like, each other father-son, but father, they reverse son. the order. <laughs> I do. So I, I like the shtick between Heather and her dad. Yeah. That's that, my favorite. Adults in this movie and, like, how they interact mm-hmm. with the teens is They're just oblivious awesome. to what's going yeah. on at all. Like, I mean, that's that's what it feels like, at least. All the yep. adults in this Grow movie Grow up, be just, adults, and yeah. die. Why do I smoke these damn things? Because you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> I just love how the dad enters the room. Um, he calls him, you know, son. son. You know, JD calls dad son, and he calls him. Oh, hi, dad. Yeah, and then he just jumps right on this uh, treadmill and just starts walking for a while, and they just start talking. I don't know. Well, aren't something... you going to introduce right. me to your girlfriend there, dad? Yeah, it's the whole thing was great. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a way to tell the story of like. Big Bud Dean's weird issue with like demolition and how like he talks to JD about how much he puts into these places. You know, he strapped a bunch of things in the boiler room mm-hmm. and all these old bitches are pissed about this library or whatever. And so is that when we also find out about um, his mom passing away? Yeah, so I mean, she so he invites her to dinner. They gloss over it. Yeah, he invites her to stay for dinner, and she said, "I can't. My mom's making spaghetti extra oregano." And he goes, "Oh, great! Last time I saw my mom, she was waving at me from a library, right, Dad?" And he's like, "Right." So we just we talk mm-hmm. about this now, just like yeah. so. JD's mom, we find out uh, later. I think later we get mm-hmm. the like the the full story, but uh, mom was in a she walked into a, a building, building that was, that was going to get demolished. demolished. Yes. 
So she waves to him from the window, and that's the last time he sees her. So you also kind of see, it tells you a little bit about his suicide issue as yeah, well. Yeah, his like, obsession with suicide. Yeah. And also with the demolition. Absolutely. Wait, was it established mom did that on purpose? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Absolutely. That's why she was waving from the window. Yeah. She walked into it knowing that he had already set up everything within yeah. it to blow up. Yeah. It's a... Uh... Pretty crazy suicide. Kind of dark. Yeah. Teenage suicide. Um, or mom suicide. I know, so, but I just really love that song, and we haven't capitalized on that yet. So essentially now, JD and Veronica, they're, they're still dating, but they have yeah. this secret now. Yes. Um, so the relationship is overall pretty solid still, but they get this you know weird secret between the two of them that they have murdered someone together. Mm-hmm. And also, she still doesn't fully really know him. But seems to still trust him to this point. He's very yeah. And they cute. still have the secret of strip croquet, which, yeah. which is a big thing to you. Yeah. They, they harbor you, that secret once together. Once you play that with somebody, you take it to the grave. You do. It really sets up a new bond. Mm-hmm. So then Veronica is convinced by one of the Heathers uh, a day or so later to go on this double date. At the funeral. At the, mm-hmm. oh, at the, okay. At we the gotta, funeral. We gotta talk about these. These funeral segments are amazing. They're beautiful. Um, got, uh, who's the guy Otho. from Beetle? Otho. Otho. <laughs> Otho from Beetlejuice. Like, I yeah. didn't even know it was just a year removed. He's like, oh yeah, I still got the outfit. Yeah. Wait, are we doing yeah. a weird wedding or a fun- oh, funeral? Okay, I'm in. All right. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> I'm in. Trust me. Um, all these funerals are great, but tell me what happens at Heather Chandler's funeral. So Heather Chandler's funeral is sort of um, where everyone gets a chance to come up and they're kind of inner monologue praying at Heather's side. And it's usually really selfish and uh, has nothing to do with Heather at all. Um, I think it's it's Kurt or Ram that says, Dear God, why'd you have to kill such hot snatch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Heather Duke said, I understand, I now know that you understand what I was asking. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I love that one. Yeah. That one's my favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get everybody kind of going and saying their, their piece in their heads and little voiceover. Yeah. And during that, then Heather, Heather McNamara asks Veronica to go on a double date with Kurt and Ram. Yeah. And um, as they're watching Kurt and Ram beat the shit out of a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They which seem which like JD guys... rides by on his motorcycle and sees that too. Mm-hmm. And they're already a little weirded out by him because he shot a gun at them. Yeah. And also, of course, JD has a motorcycle. Duh. Duh. <laughs> He's so just hot. so cool. He's so um, cool. <laughs> so this talk, of, like, you know, the double date ends up being a good old cow tipping fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what you do in Ohio. <laughs> guess so later you know veronica's not enjoying this at all and i guess heather mcnamara is kind of getting date raped yeah totally getting date raped, date raped. So, yeah at first i just thought they were getting it on and then the more the scene plays off just, wait oh no he keeps just, holding no. her hands down yeah and, and she keeps, keeps flinging her. him off yeah. Yeah. yeah um so bad it's so bad but it's it's kind of like a strange movie because it makes you still want to laugh. And yeah. I just never thought I'd find myself in a place where I'm laughing about date rape. But that's the great thing about Heather's is because you're <laughs> yeah. laughing at so many inappropriate mm-hmm. things. I mean, there's not. Yeah. 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 I guess I don't know, really know the best way to describe it, but it's like taking um, the dark cliches of about high school, but just making it like a, just, a, oh, just a regular, you know, yeah. she's mm-hmm. just getting date raped in this field <laughs> where they tipped a cow. Um, 
So yeah, Heather Katie re- rescues her with one of my favorite lines ever. Mm, our love is God. Let's go get a slushy. God, it's so beautiful. That's one of the songs from the musical. Our love oh, is it God. It should be. I love that because the way he his delivery is. I love his God. Mm-hmm. I mean, Let's at this point, it's pretty obvious that JD's stalking her too, right? Yeah. Um, at, at this point, it's just JD's yeah. kind of conveniently He's always there. I'd argue throughout this whole movie, JD's conveniently wherever he needs mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. for Veronica, and she's not the least bit creeped out. She's always excited to see him. He's she very is, yeah, handsome. yeah, yeah. Like um, she just brushes that scene off with like, Ugh, I wasn't gonna do that. Shut up. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then you know. Turns out that the uh, I forget which jock, but says that even though he didn't get it on with Veronica, said that Kurt said that Veronica blew both him and Ram. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And told everyone, and you know Veronica is of course upset about this because this is a rumor. This is not true at all, mm-hmm. and it's time for payback. So she asks the worst person that you ever want to ask to do payback on people, but she gives JD into a plan. Mm-hmm. We're the best, right? Um, I mean, depends on if you're, um, you know, into homicide. Um. I mean, (laughs) ask me on a different day, I guess. Okay. (laughs) I'm asking you today. I'm Uh, I'm totally for it. (laughs) Totally for it. So her plan is she calls up uh, both of the guys and just says, you know, that thing you said we did, I actually kind of want to try it. So she's setting up Kurt and Ram to meet her in the woods. But meanwhile, with JD, they are going to shoot some more fake bullets at them. Mm Mm-hmm. But except JD has some interesting bullets this time. They're tranquilizer bullets. Yeah, they're just kind of fluke bullets. <laughs> they're German bullets that he got mm-hmm. from his grandfather. Yes. Um, WW2. Yeah, and he's going to shoot both of them, but it's only going to knock them out, and it's going to pierce the skin a little bit, and it'll look like they were both uh, getting in and out with each other. Right. Um, you know, for this movie, it's just, well, I see where this is going to go. Um, but it's kind of funny that this is where I kind of agree with the argument that Veronica kind of secretly wants right. it to happen. But it's just like, how obvious is this that like, hey, this dude that just put Drano in the drink is like, he's like, oh, I trust these bullets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other ways to get back at these guys. That's true. Like pictures mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> uh, shooting a gun at them that will actually pierce their skin. Like, there's well, they of... already, I mean, they got the bag of goodies, which are right. my favorite because right. it's just so stereotypical <laughs> it... for the time and so culturally inappropriate it's a, nowadays. It's a Joan Crawford postcard mm-hmm. and minimal, mineral water and mineral water. Thing. It's Evian. Yeah. Was it? Well, yeah. It was Evian well, mineral water. Yeah, exactly. Because like, have you ever seen any straight guy drink mineral water? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah so they're going to plan all the, you know, I just, whatever the case is, it's clearly stuff's going to go wrong. Yeah. And... Let's go flash forward into the forest. Uh, stuff mm-hmm. goes wrong. <laughs> um, she gets both the guys to strip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, both sides of this circle. So they both stand in these. I made you circle. They both stand in these like mud circles. Yeah. Um, nothing weird about this yeah, at all. Nothing shady at all. That's how I start all of my random threesomes in a forest. These yeah, are not I was the sharpest say, tools in the shed. Okay. I've been involved with a lot of double teams and... The number one part is when you stand in dirt circles apart from each other. You know um, that some <laughs> bullets are going to happen. You just know this is going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not hot because uh, JD comes out of the woods because uh, she's supposed to count. They're counting to three and he comes out, finishes the count, and then shoots so one of them cool. in the neck. Right? Mm-hmm. And the other guy runs away because she's supposed to shoot him with one of the guns, misses, right. and he's like, 
he missed. She's like, oh, the look on his face. But then he chases after right. him. Ends up shooting right. him too. And then they position him. And she's like, they don't look too good. And essentially, like that's when it's Don Hunter. Like, oh, yeah. shit, we just fucking shot two people. Right. But she still makes out with him in a car while the well, police officers the cops, come. The cops yeah. were getting stoned yeah. in the woods. Love and it. they heard the first shot, but they were like, meh. The and then cops... they heard the second one. They're like, all right, I heard it that time. Let's mm-hmm. roll. And so, they... yeah, the cops are great because they, they heard it. They, they go investigate this thing. But then, yeah, they're, when they're making out, but it's the best, uh, it's like an episode of Criminal Minds, essentially, <laughs> the way they investigate this crime. It's true. They touch all the evidence. Absolutely. Um, Bare hands. And then, of course, they pull out the mineral water like, oh, I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Mineral water. <laughs> and they call it in and uh, they ca- say- <laughs> they're like, case closed. We have figured out what happened here. Yeah, but well, they say it with so much conviction. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, well, they definitely. also they hear they hear <laughs> Veronica and JD running in the woods, and so one of them goes to investigate, and then finally he's like, "Ah, it's just some kids making out in their car," and he's like, "All right, I got all the answers we need here." So it's just like, "Oh, two people got shot. These people are making out not that far from the crime. Ah, oh, we're good. <laughs> they have mineral water. I have all water. the answers I need." <laughs> Um, yeah, so... So then uh, they head back to school. They head back to and school. And it literally, like, all, everybody already knows. Yeah. <laughs> We're Charles Fest. This is pre-social media. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, they closed the school because it was two of them in a gay yeah. and, suicide pack. And they were football players, though. Yeah, they were that's football the main players. reason. And do you know how we know definitely that they're football players? Because at their funeral, and this is one I wanted to talk about, they're in their open caskets with suits on, but with football helmets on, holding footballs. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> so yeah, the dad goes up. Also a song from the musical. I love that line. It's it's amazing because the acting's great. And the dad stands over like, I don't even care what you're... I love my dead gay son. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost it at this part. Just, it's so great uh, to it's think so that great. you'd be at a funeral that they love football so much that it's like, just put them in suits and then put helmets on them. And, and then give them footballs. a joint funeral. And a joint funeral. <laughs> a joint funeral, yeah. That's the other thing. Like, it's one thing that they both... Uh, you know, at the same church, <laughs> yeah, with with uh, and o- the only dad Otho speaking is, is Rams, Rams, Rams dad. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, actually. Even if they really did kill each other, like, why have a joint funeral? Yeah, I guess showing the acceptance of their relationship mm-hmm. because that's why they killed themselves. Oh, yeah, but boy. you do see at this funeral there is a bit of realization in mm-hmm. in Heather or well, in Veronica. In Veronica, because she sees the little sister mm-hmm. and that, like, because the little sister they made, JD made a joke and uh, Veronica laughed and the little sister looked back at them and she realizes, oh, there are people being affected by this, not yeah. just people pretending to be affected. Shit, so it's real. It now, does. now the school's on full suicide prevention at this point. Mrs. Fleming is just, you know, she's got the the rally. It's it's a movement now. The the TV crews show up. Um, TV yeah. crews show up. Um, you know, everyone. But now it's like almost getting cool to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, almost in a popular way. Um, just like everyone is just so much more popular when they are dead. Yeah. Now than when they were alive. Yeah. So there's a character that we glossed over throughout most of this. She doesn't really have any lines, but it's uh, I believe her name is Martha. Mm-hmm. But what's her nickname, though? Uh, it's Martha Dunstock, and they call her Martha Dumbtruck. We see her, of course, in the calf uh, earlier in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets She's the butt of a joke mm-hmm. from the Heathers. Um, seems to kind of be made fun of a lot. Yeah. Uh, does she get the cliche thing where someone smacks books out of her hands? Or is that just something? Yeah. yeah. She gets like, she's... High school's not been kind to her. She's no. actually a prime 
you know, suitor to actually commit suicide because she is very much a loner and outcast, mm-hmm. overweight. Um, she wears the shirt. Um, um, big fun. Big fun. Yeah. yeah. That's everybody's favorite band. Um, it's everyone's favorite band. Well, because they did that song, Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It. That's gotcha. top of the charts, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, why yeah. suicide okay. is so cool. Teenage Suicide. Don't do I, it. Teenage I Suicide. I she blew it. Um, and she's also just kind of... <laughs> Nothing really goes right. Like, she can't even drink a soda right, right. Uh, because she spills it all over her big fun shirt. That is actually my favorite because she's sitting on the bleachers by herself, which mm-hmm. I've always found this interesting when they portray these people who are loners, who have no friends. They still go, still go to, to the these things. events that are school-oriented. Like, I would have stayed home, but no, she chooses to go by herself. She's like the that. only person, yeah, at the top of the bleachers, mm-hmm. and she tries to take a sip out of her drink, and the lid falls off, and mm-hmm. it's just blah, 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 well, in all fa- down the front of her shirt. And that's when she decides, I'm done. Yeah. They're getting interviewed about their suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're cutting with her. Here's a person that probably is going to kill themselves, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of going through the sequence where then she just tapes a... Well, she crawls under the table when all the TV crews get there. Yes, so she yeah. hides that's under right. the table. And right? then sneaks into the room. And then we see room. her in the other room. She tapes a note, of course. And, it, and the thing is, it's very poetic because we have, I believe it's Miss Fleming or mm-hmm. somebody just talking about how important it is to reach out and help someone. Suicide's not the answer. Meanwhile, she said, killing yourself is the biggest decision a teenager is going to make in yeah. her life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which is... Miss Fleming is on. It we're affects watching, everyone. We're watching uh, Martha Dumptruck uh, tape a letter to her chest. That and says just, Dear Westerberg on it. So she wrote it to the school. To mm-hmm. the school. And she walks out into a, just, just uh, oncoming traffic. Oncoming yeah. traffic. And uh, she gets hit. Mm-hmm. And That's it turns out. <laughs> yeah. And then later, uh, one, of the, one of the, I think it was Heather Duke, informs that she got hit. She's going to survive. But, you know, she broke some... Bones, just the, another example of somebody trying to be like the popular kids exactly miserably. heather duke still finds it as that's like when she gets slapped yeah that's yeah. all in heather er, and uh veronica sawyer's home yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting because they still just thought she was trying to be cool and not like actually just trying to commit mm-hmm. suicide um yeah but martha does live thank god what do you mm-hmm. think of that character overall i mean that was a pretty real character i mean I definitely know that girl from my school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that that character exists in any school. The one that just feels out of place, yeah. like made fun of, the butt of every joke. Well, she's also a catalyst for how JD blackmails Heather Duke later because she and Heather Duke used to be best friends when they were kids. They went to camp together, mm-hmm. and so he has an old picture of the two of them together. That's true. And blackmails her. So yeah, it's so always any- embarrassing to be friends with the unpopular kids when you were a kid. Right. That's how, you know, politics work in high school. Because the big thing that's happening as well right now is that Veronica is done with JD. They have broken up. She This is the falling action of the relationship. She says, I don't want to be, you know, because she's upset about, yeah. I, I don't want to keep killing people anymore. This is over. And that's, but also and that's Heather Duke is becoming a bitch too. She's Heather basically sprouting up in place. So wasn't it Heather... Heather McNamara tried to kill herself, mm-hmm. and then Martha Dumptruck. No, it was Martha Dumptruck. Martha Dumptruck. And then, then it was Heather McNamara called hot props that night. Yeah. I'm sorry, this movie kind of glossed yeah. over Heather McNamara. So. <laughs> I know it's really true, but her her attempted suicide is one of my favorites. Yeah, because pills, it is. Right? Yeah, because yeah. she calls 
their hot, hot probs, which is something that they always listen to. She says her name is Tweety, which she's the yellow one that has a bird named Tweety. So right. she's giving herself away. Yeah. And then at school, she decides to take a bunch of pills in the bathroom. And well, when because she... Heather Duke was li- and Veronica were listening to the mm-hmm. radio show. And so Heather Duke told everybody yep. about Heather McNamara being depressed. The last guy she slept with killed himself. Mm-hmm. Her parents are divorced and stuff. Yeah, there's so much going on. A but lot. one of my favorite lines when Heather or when uh, Veronica Sawyer is trying to tell Heather not to kill herself, she was like, you know, if or what was it? The game show host. If you're happy all the time, you wouldn't be a person, you'd be a game show host. Thank you. And I just love that line. I think it was a very Mm -hmm. well-delivered line. Yes. The next day, Heather Duke had told everybody, so Heather McNamara went to kill herself in the bathroom. Yep. Veronica stopped her. They blew off and did something. They blew off school and went shopping, bought some shoes, something lame like that. Yeah, something lame. And then Heather McNamara is kind of just out of the movie then. Yeah, <laughs> after that, back to cheerleading. She's yeah. fine now. Yeah. We fast forward and yeah. should well, be so on a watch. List Veronica's trying to kill her yeah, or pretends so, to kill herself. So yeah, so JD comes to Veronica, um, brings the petition because he wants to convince her to get on board with it. Because basically, what Heather Duke was getting everybody to sign was a mass suicide note where they all had their names and. Their clicks and everything written on it saying, we at Westerberg are tired of this world and we're going to end it all together as one. Yeah. Um, thinking Veronica's already killed him, killed herself, he does the whole like James Bond thing where he tells everything. He gives his, away his plan. His whole plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves and she wakes up. Um, well, he also, he leaves because the mom's coming up to the room. So mm-hmm. he kind of leaves in a hurry before he can really kind of finish saying his goodbyes mm-hmm. i just want to point that out because he leaves his gun behind mm-hmm. and oblivious mom walks into the room and goes oh like i forgot her reaction. i should have let you go to that like... camp when you yeah. wanted to go yeah just it's yeah. very very much like this mom right. character mm-hmm. but doesn't even notice that there's a nice pistol on the, the right. bed and then mm-hmm. veronica just reveals right. that no i'm not dead Mm-hmm. There was also um, a dream sequence before this whole scene where um, Veronica dreamt that JD and uh, was coming to kill Heather Duke. So she went through that whole dream sequence all the way down to Heather Duke's funeral as well. Right. Which is everyone's, how I want my funeral to look. Oh yeah, everyone's wearing uh, dress in white, wearing three D glasses mm-hmm. yeah. with like green netting all over the place since that was her color. I yeah. just want Otho to be at my funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, die soon, and that's gonna happen. You can dress me up in uh, football gear too. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll wear right. a football helmet. This is better than my life insurance <laughs> policy. Um, all right, so now we're at the school. Yeah, yeah, so next day of school, this is our grand finale. Mm-hmm. So Veronica knows that JD is going to use his dad's demolition dynamite. He's going to blow up the F in school from mm-hmm. the boiler room. And Veronica is going to just stop him. Yeah. She's going to stop him because she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, <laughs> no. That's, that's actually in the script. She's like, it no. Uh-uh. No. You didn't say Not the magic word. <laughs> she, you know, is is able to evade JD when mm-hmm. at the beginning of school and then she creeps up on him at the end, pulls mm-hmm. a gun on him. They have a fight. He knocks Pretty her. sexy fight. Oh my God, I love this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what probably mm-hmm. gave me like the whole complex I had with relationships mm-hmm. for a very long time because that scene is so hot. Yeah. He, God. He, he flicks her off and he she shoots off his middle finger. Yeah. That was it. Um, God. And then she hits him in the head with a fire extinguisher. Mm. Yeah, well, she shoots him in the chest, and then he he actually sticks his knife into <laughs> the dynamite, and then just turns it off. Michelle's oh. almost yeah, there. I know. With this fight right now. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know. You said turned off, and I just kind of lost me for a second. Keep going, though. I think we're almost so, there. So essentially, this this whole you know fight between them. She's you know arguing that like don't do this, and he's arguing no. This is a perfect plan. We're gonna blow up this whole school. Uh-huh. Um, the timer. Of course, we have a clicking timer going on, mm-hmm. and she shoots him, but then he stabs. The dynamite and it per- like I don't understand what happened there. Is it just like it, it's movie magic? Heathers, I was about whatever. to say it's a thing called movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But movie also, totally it stabs out. the top you know, of the dynamite. You know that though, when you stab it. dynamite, it stops it. Yeah. I've never actually wanted to try it, but uh, <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> okay. Just it should stop yeah. if it doesn't. I got let it right at my right at my third try. She looks like shit. She just got in this horrific fight and and essentially killed her boyfriend, as far as she knows. So she goes out to the front of the school. To just get some air, I guess. Yeah. To smoke a cigarette. Have a smoke. Have a smoke. Uh, just cut up. Just kind of yeah. got like some kind of scuffs all over her face. Mm-hmm. Little ripped up clove and mm-hmm. she just pulls out a cigarette. Yeah. Well, he comes up behind her and well, uh, he, he approaches her yeah. and he says, all right, let's pretend I did blow up the school. What are you going to do next? And then she pulls out the cigarette and then he reveals that he's strapped all the dynamite to himself. Bum, bum, bum. And blows his shit up, and yeah. the pep rally's like, what? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. so he just essentially, you know, starts up the timer and kind of stands in front of her. Um, and then she just stares straight at him. Yep, the music's great. Um, and he blows up right in front of her. So, so that, hot. The <laughs> Jesus, I know, that's why you're putting your hair up right now. Well, I can feel it too. Christian Slater everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Oh. Something for everyone to share. Oh. Uh, no, the thing that's really peculiar to me We're is good. just... Okay. <laughs> All right. The thing for me is why would he not just... He just wants to blow up in front of her now. Like he doesn't want to blow up the school. You know, now that he can't... You know what I mean? You know. Like what happened there? His, Like he said, his love is God. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just more of like, fine, if I can't blow up the school, I'm going to blow up myself. Yeah, it was, it was, I was doing this for you when you weren't my girlfriend anymore. Then I decided to just make a big statement with everyone. And then when you kind of stopped that from happening, it showed me that maybe what I want is this. So I imagine he became the hero at the end. He'll always be my hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. But, uh, and also she... You know, just gets noticeably uh, just kind of blackened in the face from the explosion. But uh, right, right. She, she didn't. She got wildly coyote. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say she got the cartoon. <laughs> she did. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. It's it was great. Cause... And the hair blowout, too. Oh, yeah. Like, she just looked like she stuck yeah. her finger yeah. in an electrical socket. <laughs> and, you know. But that's what happens when you get blown up. Right. Kind of so. like uh, Tim from Jurassic Park, you know. Yeah. Yes. Got your hair all sticking. <laughs> For sure. Um, with movie magic, I mean, I think Dynamite blows up that close, too. I mean. Yeah. You're going to get. Yeah, more than just uh, um, hair sticking up. Her skirt was ripped as well. That's your. Oh, I forgot. So yeah. and the cigarette is uh, just kind of comically sort of lit. Yeah, <laughs> it is. She she puffs it a few times. She puffs it a few lights. times. I don't know if it's a very right. successful cigarette, but mm-hmm. uh, she gets she gets a drag off of it. She does. Uh, walks back into the school. Uh, Heather Duke, like, oh, you look, you look like, like shit. Hell, yeah. And then she steals it. her scrunchie. Like she steals her scrunchie. Says there's a new sheriff in town. And then uh, asks Martha, who's in a wheelchair, if she wants to... She's like, my date kind of flamed out or something. <laughs> flaked out on me. I th- she didn't say flamed out. No, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, a, that was a miss. Yeah. Ah. Rewrite. 
<laughs> 30 years now, we are finally have the script perfected. With uh, one word changed. <laughs> Let's reshoot the whole and movie. maybe less raping. It was entertaining. No, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That was the funniest rape yeah. I've ever seen. That's Me too. True. She, you know, asked Martha to prom. Yeah. And well, to, to pop some popcorn and watch some movies. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You're right. Sorry, it wasn't prom. Pop some popcorn and watch some new releases. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I love that line. My favorite is Martha does circles. Oh, she says a line. Well, she oh, yeah, does circles right. around her. And she says her. the first line. Yeah. What is, what is, her, first, what is her first and I'd only like line? I'd like that. I'd like yeah. that. Yeah. It is so great. Yeah. Um, and roll credits. Yeah. Okay, that, sera, that's, sera. That's our movie. So I, I got a new segment. Oh, we like to talk about oh. uh, just Uh-oh. kind of a quick thing called uh, movies by the numbers. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Is there a song? Com- Sounds it's complicated. Come equipped with a new song. Does this involve math? Mm, that was my worst subject in high school. By the numbers. Okay. By the numbers. All right. Uh, <laughs> quick facts about Heather's. Um, this film earned only one hundred seventy-seven thousand on its opening weekend. It was only out for five weeks. Grossed $1.1 million total USA grossed. Ooh. Bombed. Didn't do well. Not but the cult phenom that followed it, it has now lived on forever. Yes. So I'm sure the movie is still considered a success. Yeah. Well, how much has it grossed since then? I do not ho- have the home video sales available. Oh my God. But, but um, there's definitely <laughs> money attached to when you become a Netflix um, yes. Oh, yeah, so, for of sure. course, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's available to it's rent Hulu, with Amazon, Hulu. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the movie. You probably can get this out on vinyl. Just yeah. Watch a movie. Can you watch movies on vinyl? Laserdisc. <laughs> sure. Kind of um, the same right now. No. Scores are pretty good online. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is ninety four percent fresh. Nice. Um, Metacritic gave it a seventy three out of a one hundred score, and IMDb same thing seven point three out of ten overall user rating. Nice. So the people mm-hmm. like Heather's mm-hmm. movies released in nineteen eighty nine. Amazing movie called Roadhouse <laughs> with uh, Patrick Swayze nice. who's a bouncer. Uh, have the line of course I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Best you use that ever. all the time. Uh, Christmas Vacation came out that okay. year. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid came out. Uh, a movie called Field of Dreams, oh. Steel Magnolias, the first Tim Burton Batman movie with Christian Slater, I mean Jack Nicholson, um, <laughs> uh, Uncle Buck, the horror film Pet Cemetery, which they are remaking next yeah, month. Yeah, they are. Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. That was mm-hmm. a fun one. Dead Poet Society, mm. Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, and arguably the best movie that came out that year. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. <laughs> I'm joking if you couldn't tell. Uh, the total runtime of this movie, can you guess? 94 minutes. 116. The runtime of this movie is 103 minutes long. Oh. This movie was filmed in 32 days over July and August of 1988. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, in 2006, Entertainment Weekly released its top high school movie list, and it all-time number five. Oh. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. And here's a really fun one. There is a tally of how many times the name Heather is said in this film. Can you guess how many times Heather was said in this film? 63. So Michelle says 63. I'm going to say 77. 
It's a thousand times. Stop. <laughs> JK, LOL, as if. Um, no, it was said a total a total of 90 times during this movie oh, wow. where the name Heather is said. Okay. It makes okay. sense because I guess the first three seconds, <laughs> they, uh, they said they Heather do like say five it a lot. times. Yeah. So. Uh, I think, uh, What's your works, damage, so. Heather? Lay off, Heather. Heather <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> so thank you, guys. That was a new uh, segment called yeah. Movies by the Numbers. Movies by the Numbers. <laughs> There's numbers. This movie is kind of the reason why we have a hidden gems category. There's so many kind of moments throughout this film that are just, it's quotable. There's moments of just, oh yeah, this is the movie that has this happen. Mm -hmm. So let's just jump into our hidden gems of the movie. Greetings and salutations. You a Heather? No, I'm a Veronica. This may seem like a really stupid question. There are no stupid questions. How oh, very. My first gem are the literary references. Um, they have Moby Dick, uh, Heather Duke's copy of Moby Dick that he is underlining meaningful passages. Uh, there's also a copy of The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath on the coffee table when Heather Chandler goes through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also my favorite uh, is Betty and Veronica. We've got Betty Finn and Veronica Sawyer, which is kind of like Betty and Veronica from the Archie comics, but also their last names, Finn and Sawyer, like Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. So great literary characters there. Yeah. Maybe this is more trivia, but let's we'll be catching the rye that they're reading and then it ends up being Moby Dick because yeah. it was just public domain. Yeah. Another so. little bit of trivia gem on top of that is that he underlines the word Eskimo in the copy of Moby Dick and there is no word Eskimo in Moby Dick. Son of a bitch. God, why is <laughs> Oh, very. My overall just gem with this movie is uh, the writing. Um, it's the type of writing uh, in a movie that this can only exist where... People are speaking not like how people normally talk, like the diction and the vernacular is kind of just very forced and just overly written, but they make this movie work. I think it's kind of inspired other movies that happen later, like Juno or something like that, where you watch a movie where people don't really talk like that. They like talk like grownups. Um, It's it's, uh, it's even more than talking like grownups. It's just talking like, you know, like as if you like, like revised you know, some kind of like sonnet to say to somebody, yeah. you know, it's like sort of like, it's not Shakespearean language or anything like that. It's just the whole speaking in sentences that normally don't mm-hmm. flow in a regular conversation. Yeah. But this movie makes it work so well right. that it's inspired so many other movies that we want to create a environment yeah. like what Heather's has done. Yeah. There's so many movies I can think of that right. has Heather's has inspired. Right. It's also a lot of like one-liners they have. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? All -hmm. of those things. How very. Like all of these Well, and how very is really popular line. Yeah. How very. And my very final gem though, uh, Veronica's parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like we got to kind of just discuss these parents. They're gems. Yeah. No, I mean. They're the definition. There's the two repeat scenes with them where um, before she goes to the Remington party, she has the scene where it's, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody tell me why I smoke these things because you're an idiot. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Got a motor to get ready for this party. Yeah. And then before uh, Heather's funeral, it's, um, well, will someone tell me why I read these spy novels because you're an idiot. Oh, that's right. Well, I got a motor to be ready for this funeral. So they have like the two repeat scenes, the callback scenes is pretty great. And the pate. 
And the pate. This and pate also, is great, but I got a motor if I'm going to make it to this funeral. We don't, we don't, we yeah. don't want to be experimented on like guinea yeah. pigs or patronized like bunny rabbits. I don't patronize bunny rabbits. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the parents are great. They're just the, they're just it's like out of out of out of their way to just be like we're the very neglectful, yeah. uh, oblivious parents. And it's like great. most of the adults are, but the, they just like knock it out of the park. Yeah. Like they're just a home run. It's great. They're really great, and also the. When she's talking about wanting to be an adult and she says, well, you know, normally when kids say that they want to be treated like an adult, it's because they are. And then fast forward a little while when Veronica, quote unquote, kills herself. And she's like, oh, my God, I should have let you get that job at the mall. But I was just worried because blah, 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 you're late at night. And it's just so funny because you see a little bit of backstory because you don't really see them interacting as much. So then you get to learn a little bit. Like Veronica wanted a job at the mall. Like, that's weird. Why did Veronica want a job at the mall when she's this like smart girl like it just kind of goes back into that veronica wanted to be popular right how very the conference room table where the teachers are talking um after the suicides uh if you look at the centerpiece when heather chandler dies it's full of red apples when you look at the centerpiece when kurt and ram die it's full of tiny red footballs (laughs) so that was an obvious like let's throw this in there and see if people notice that's awesome how very another gem is kind of what i call the german gem um, JD tricks Veronica into shooting him with these bullets. Uh, they're called Eklug bullets. And he asks her first, like, do you speak German? She says, no, French. And Eklug is German for I'm lying. So he was yeah. lying to her. And the other German gem in there is that the name Veronica roughly translates to Von Erika, which in German means for Heather. So even Veronica's uh, name is sort of Heather. Interesting. That one I did not know. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. So my final gem is there is a crow call that can be heard after each death scene. Uh, It gets progressively louder each time. The sound is muffled when Heather Chandler dies indoors. Um, It's more obvious when Kurt and Ram are killed in the forest, and it's super loud when JD blows up at the end. Oh, things I did not notice. Little gem. Little gems. Hmm. That's it for my gems. Those are some good gems. I also have some trivia. Let's do it. How do you like that trivia? The role of Veronica was intended for Jennifer Connelly, who turned it down. Uh, Justine Bateman also turned down the role. Jennifer Connelly's a babe. Time for some trivia. Uh, You know, it was similar to Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, it was. But well before that. Winona Ryder actually was told by her agent absolutely not to take this role, but she liked it so much she wanted to do it. But I remember her agent said something like, "This is a, this is a career killer yeah. for you." Yeah, because I mean, she was on. I mean, obviously Heather's bombed. Yeah. So um, the agent wasn't was completely it wrong? wrong because she's coming off a lot of success, like Beetlejuice, Alec, Alec Baldwin, Michael Keaton, you know, mm-hmm. um, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Sorry, I was getting Otho. there. Otho. Um, waiting for that one. <laughs> Otho. Otho. Otho, friend. Just do, uh, yeah, then followed up with Heathers. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of a different movie. You go from a Tim Burton movie to this kind of weird. Tim Burton-esque movie. Right. Totally weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you, you guys weird. know what I'm saying. I mean, it's got it color been, coordination. It, it's got black it comedy. Uh, <laughs> it's not exactly It's got Otho. <laughs> It's got Eskimos. It's got croquet. It's got croquet. I mean, that is Tim Burton's favorite sport. It could have been a career killer, but obviously it is not. Uh, Mm -hmm. All right, I got a pop quiz for you guys. 
What famous Heather was offered Heather Chandler's role but had to turn it down because her parents thought it was too dark? Heather Locklear. Trivia. You're wrong. It's Heather Graham. Yes. Damn it. 16-year-old Heather Graham. Her parents were like, oh, oh no. And then she ends up being Roller Girl. Well, she was a little older when that happened, so she didn't need mommy and daddy's permission. But what happened was Christian Slater had already been hired for the role of JD, and he was dating this girl, and she was 18, so she didn't need parental permission. So she came in as Heather Chandler. The writer originally wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct it, but somehow Kubrick never took the bait. Oh, gee, I wonder. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. This Can you be, imagine? This wouldn't be the same movie with Kubrick, and I'm not it saying that would be, be negative. Smoky. But, well, no, it just it would be a lot longer for one. Yes. And, uh, well, it was intended to be a three-hour movie. Yeah, and Kubrick. Well, then it would have been a Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Kubrick doesn't really work with this kind of dialogue, and this isn't like a negative thing on anything. I don't think it would have been a right match. I wouldn't have liked it. Would have been a different movie. Yeah. yeah. Renee, who plays Betty Finn, is part of a very famous family. Can you guess what family that is? I remember this, but I can't think of it right now. The Clintons. No, but close, because there's someone a little presidential involved. Trump's. No. Okay, I don't know. Uh, she's actually you Martin Sheen's daughter, who played the president in West Wing. Oh, right. uh, she is Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen's sister. Her name is Renee Estevez. Oh. And my final bit of trivia, uh, the writer Waters wanted to write a sequel, Heather's 2, where Veronica would become a page for a senator named Heather. In this movie, Veronica would end up assassinating Heather to, and getting away with it. He wanted Meryl Streep to play Heather. Uh, the this guy, like, what drugs are he on? Or is Wait, he what, on? What and drugs are he on? <laughs> what drugs are he on? Wait, and who, can I get some? Who wanted some? to make this sequel? The the writer. The writer. You want to make this? He wanted to make Heather's too, and he, and actually, um, Winona Ryder was actually in a movie with Meryl Streep, and she mentioned it to her and explained That's it. And Meryl Streep was like, "Oh, that sounds really lovely," but she's pretty sure that she was just being polite. Um, but yeah, the idea was that Meryl Streep would play this evil Heather, and she would be her assistant, which sounds a lot like an evil movie that Meryl Streep did in the 2000s. Yeah. The Devil Wears Heathers. (laughs) Awesome. That's That's it for my trivia. Hey, that was some great trivia. That was some really good trivia. trivia. Okay, so before we wrap up this movie, um... We got to kind of rate it, but I just want to kind of go around the table. Like, last thoughts. Michelle, you've watched this movie so many times. So many times. Um, we've just talked about it forever. It's very quotable. Like, just when someone comes up to you that says, I've never seen Heathers before, why should I? The know? other day, there was a coworker when I had randomly said something. I think I turned around. I was like, oh, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. And one person understood what I was saying. And she's like, ah, that's funny. And I was like, it's not original. She's like, what's it from? And I was like, it's from Heathers. And she had never seen it. And then I had to like really sell it to her, which was very hard. This is a hard movie to sell because there's so many good parts, but you can't really break it down into two sentences. You're just like, really hot couple, decide to kill the school with suicide. Watch it. That's not it's not a good way to sell it. I can't I can't weird, sell it. Weird TV guide blurb. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the part that you're glossing over is also it's just like it's like the social commentary. It is. It is. And that's and how they use that in yeah. a way to shed light on the, the commentary of just 
high school is a time where people do not fit in mm-hmm. and it's all about you know because it's a weird coming of age like high school romance movie deal it's like mean girls but with murdering you it's, know if her teenage angst has a body count mm-hmm. that's also one of the very very quotable yeah. lines i think like, that was a great line yes. yeah and it's it's really interesting because it shows all of these cliches exaggerated and what these people do in an exaggerated way to take care of it. And that's why I love this movie is mm-hmm. because it's everything that we're thinking in our head actually executed. Uh, Juliet, you're a huge fan of this movie. I had to tell you to shut up at the beginning because you just kept <laughs> quoting it. Like I said, I did not ask karaoke version of this movie. Uh, but I said it in a loving way. Yeah. Why do you love this movie so much and why is it an important movie for all, for all to see? Um, I love this movie because this movie came to me at the perfect time of like wanting to make something that was a little bit exaggerated and ridiculous and also entering high school and knowing high school is going to be insane. But this really like hit the nail on the head of how crazy, how crazy could it actually be? Because it's not going to be this crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of awesome there. A lot of the colors. It's one of those really easy movies to watch in that you don't have to be like super smart to enjoy it. It kind of made me the the person that I was growing up. And I loved that about the movie. So question for both of you. This movie deals with some very sensitive subjects. Um, This movie kind of on subject matter, does it, can it be made right now on the, the, think about the, the culture that we're in with not only school shootings, but just we're very sensitive now Mm -hmm. and not, in a negative way it's just you know we're in a very much like a reactive culture now how does this movie fare if it like released into theaters now well look at um that tv show 13 reasons why that did really really well in episode one the main character kills herself but the problem is then there was this epidemic of children of kids killing themselves because they glamorized it Mm -hmm. and so i don't know if this like the satire of it is awesome, but I'd, there has to be some kind of crazy disclaimer at the beginning of it. The people that will see it are so, going to take it the way they want okay, to take so it. Okay, just, so just as, are you saying people would be okay with a movie being made today about a kid trying to blow up a school and it's no, done as a, like a comedy? not at all. There would have to be some kind of yeah. discussion disclaimer. There will be protesters everywhere. It would still be an awesome movie. If they were to make this movie right now, it would still be really awesome. But would any of us see it? Probably wouldn't have a chance to because they would be ripping it out of theaters. Well, I just don't know unless it's gone straight indie, like who would actually fund the the concept with it not being heavily policed. Right. I mean, they attempted it last year with with the TV show. Same concepts. Well, same concepts. But again, the movie became a cult classic Mm -hmm. and you got really attached to these characters and they completely changed it. And I Mm -hmm. feel like some people just fear change in that way. This movie could do well. It would just have to gloss over a couple of things. Like even the date rape thing, like we're laughing about that, but this day and age that's taken very seriously and people wouldn't find that funny. And there would be a lot of social commentary on that. And making fun of the guys for being gay. Absolutely. And using a Mm -hmm. lot of the slurs that they use in this, it was... It wasn't socially acceptable. It was just something that happened frequently back then. And we couldn't, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that this day. So we would have to change a little bit of the storyline to make it doable, which I think would take out all of the good elements. Because 
that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, people don't want to see what's actually happening. Right. Yeah. Well, and this movie's not taking a stance that these things are good. It's it's, it's it's parodying it by this is the stuff that happens, but it seems like so normal and just kind of not that shocking to this world. Like you know, people are committing suicide and they're mm-hmm. talking about the yearbook. Right. Uh, someone's getting date raped and she's like, oh yeah, well that that kind of happened. She's yeah, like know? let's the last just go. Guy I had sex um, with like no, we saw he raped you. Right. Yeah, and exactly. that's what's great about it though is because it shows those really awful moments, but it makes a joke about yeah. them that makes them more not understandable, but more. It just makes it easier to digest. It's yeah, like, it's laughing at itself. It Absolutely. knows that the things that it's are saying are inherently wrong, which is what makes it so fun. good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the general point is is that this movie came out in '89. It was during a time when you could take chances and make this as part of you know your social commentary. Mm-hmm. You know, making this in a satire, and I think the movie works so well, and that's why it's still loved to this day. Mm-hmm. But the time frame we're in right now, we're very just sensitive with the school shootings. That I just don't know how this movie actually pre- perceived. Right. Uh, so that's why it's interesting that it's great that we do have this movie because I think this movie. It's funny. It's dark. I'm glad I finally watched it all finally. the way through. Finally. <laughs> I made it there. we got to rate this movie. How many mineral water bottles will you give it? How many cups of Drano? How many corn nuts? And how many, what was it, sticks of dynamite? Go. Michelle, your ratings. Um. So we discussed what they would be, but not what their topper would be. Just go for it. Because like corn nuts, I'd give it a whole bag you of just, corn nuts. You, you know what? I would give it BQ corn nuts. None of that plain bullshit. This deserves a full bag of BQ corn nuts. I'd say probably like, you know, a roll of dynamite is like six. So I'd probably give it like five and a half out of six. I feel like it is still lacking a little bit there to, to quite bring it up to the top, but it's it's damn close. Cups of Drano, I'd do all of them, just because that sounds fun. Yeah. Enough yeah. to get rid of that hangover. Yeah. Whew, have you ever drank some whole clean? I think that's what it was called, right? Whole yeah. clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juliet, your ratings? I mean, I'm going to give it like 10 bags of BQ corn nuts. Um, I've got to give it, you know, like four cups of Drano, um, maybe like two dead gay sons. Uh, well, there was two in the movie. So. A few sticks of dynamite. Uh, this is just this is tops for me. This is is this probably, the bee's knees? This is the bee's knees. Like this and Jaws are the two movies that I think I can quote start to finish, and I probably have. Yeah. Good. That's, How about you? Uh, I'm gonna go four bags of corn nuts. Um, a couple slushies. I thought we were talking about the amount of corn nuts, not the entire bag. <laughs> like, come on. There's a lot of corn nuts in a bag, and you guys are just tossing around bags over here, making me feel like shit because well, I only gave it one bag. You ratings. said one full bag, though. Okay. I know, and you're like doing six, and you're Listen, doing like four. This rating game is rigged. It's, it's not. You cannot blame me that I like this movie more than you liked it. So, oh okay. Um, I'm going to go way more four bags of corn nuts, a couple slushies, which I want to point out, you gave it no slushies. Because um, I forgot all these things. There's so many things. Ten cups of Drano. Um couple date yeah. rapes, a whole case of mineral water. So, like, we're talking about the Three standing big cows that are ready to be tipped. <laughs> Ouch. Moo. Uh, and, yeah, I'm going to go enough dynamite to blow up the boiler room. Nice. So, I think it's a great movie. Um, it's not as rewatchable, I think, for me as it is maybe for you two. Um, I think I have too many rewatchable movies, but I definitely, it, this is rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I could probably watch this a good average of once a year. Maybe not at your five a year 
average, but I can see myself watching this about once a year. Yeah. You don't drink as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> um, well, this was great. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts about Heather's? or? I mean... I think that everybody should kind of like pick their favorite line and live by it. That's Shower funny. nozzle masturbation yeah. material for weeks. Yeah. Thank you, Juliet, as always, for joining me. Thank and you. Michelle, thank you for coming in. Oh, yeah, it's um, been a blast. I'm glad I could share this Heather's experience with yeah. both of you. Thank you for making us a part of it. Yeah. And thank you all yeah. for listening as well. Um, Heather's 30 years old. Oh. 30 years young. Yes. So go watch Heather's. And drink some mineral water. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. We got some more shows coming up soon. So uh, till then, we'll film you in. Our love is God. Let's go get a slushy. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies. Big, big movies. Big movies. Floating pictures. Join us, everybody, for the Filming You Win show. Let's get some lunch.